For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. There's no doubting it, and there's no questioning about it, is it? When you have the freedom that comes from Christ, the glorious freedom from the power of sin, do we realize truly, do I, let me rephrase that, do I truly understand the value of that today? God help me. To always acknowledge how great is our God. There is no one like our God. No one. No one that could bear our burdens. No one that could take the weight of sin that was upon us and the curse that was given to us over time down from the seed of Adam. No other name given under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved, but at the name of Jesus Christ. You are not going to find it any other way. There is no other way into heaven. A thief and a robber cannot get there. You you cannot swindle your way into heaven. You will not err upon this path of holiness. It takes a determination as it's been talked about today. I feel good today in God. Last night... Just a wave of emotions. Yeah. When you see years of prayers answered yeah. by God. Oh, what a blessing it is. Yeah. We serve a great God today. Yeah, we do. Why would we ever turn away? Yes. Why would we ever want to go our own way? The path of destruction is where you're headed. If you're going after things other than God. And there's no question about it. The Word of God tells us, doesn't it? Well, I'm thankful to be here today. I, um, I feel so small in such a great cloud of witnesses, and I really ask your prayers. I feel like someone else can do this so much better, but I'm willing to do whatever God gives me to do. If it's cleaning a toilet at the church, I don't care. Right. If it's in the service of God, I'm happy. Right. And I just want to be an humble servant for my God. He's done so much for me. Amen. Yeah. I, I could never stop praising Him if it wasn't for, if there was no eternity. I would still praise Him for the goodness and the grace that He's brought to me in this life and given me freedom from burden and sorrow and worry. We can have freedom from those things. Put your trust in God. Lean not into your own understanding. Let's just serve God together. I'm so encouraged by the testimonies I've heard. It's been a wonderful, wonderful feast meeting. Yes, it has. And I pray, well, I have prayed, obviously, but I ask today... I know there's a lot of distractions when we all come together. You haven't seen people maybe in a while. Maybe there's people that have come out and you hadn't seen in many years. And there's distractions. You're looking at them saying, wow, they've gotten older, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> you're probably, if you hadn't seen me in a while, you're probably saying the same thing. Man, he's old, you know, losing hair. That's okay. I mean, this body is not going to be here forever. Right. It's just a reality, isn't it? Right. And so I just ask, as we read the Word of God together, that you would draw in the wanderings of yes. your mind yeah. and let those distractions fall to the wayside. Yeah. And let's focus on what God has to tell us. Right. I, um, I appreciate it when we stand in, the honor, in honoring the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels kind of awkward when you're standing up here and everybody stands. And yeah. Satan would love nothing more than to say, ooh, you're really something, aren't you? Yeah. That's what he would try to do. And it's what I'd like to talk to you about today. But... I feel like when I stand up here and y'all stand, I should just hold this up. Yeah. Look at this word. Don't look at me. I mean, you can look at me for my example and reprove me and rebuke me if I'm not going the right way. Please do. I beg you to do that. But let's look at the word of God. Lord, let's let me hide behind this word. Yeah. 
Let me have my life is hid in Christ. Amen. You know why? Because I have died out to myself. Amen. And it was the best thing I ever did do. Yeah. And I encourage you to do that today. If you don't hear anything else, please heed the warning call of God. Make it right with Him yes. before Amen. eternity comes. Right. And you're forever lost. Yeah. And you would bring so much heartache and sorrow to this body of Christ. If you lose, you're, if you die without the Spirit of God, yeah. it would That's make things so hard for us. We don't want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so God is calling today, I believe. I believe God is always calling. He's ever calling, ever looking. Not only that, I I love the parable of the lost sheep. And now He pursues after that lost sheep. Chasing them down. Reminding them of who He is. Thank you, God, for having having the faithfulness and giving us so many second chances. I thank you, Lord, for that. Um, let me read this real quick. This is in 1 John, 2nd chapter. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world. This is all that's in there. The lust of the flesh. And the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life is not of the Father. Don't mistake it. But it is of the world. And listen to what happens. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof. But listen to when you're sanctified. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. An eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ where there's no more sun because Jesus Himself is the light of that city. Yeah, the Lamb is the light. And don't you want to go today? Amen. I am determined to hold out to the end. Yeah. Things may come up. Satan may try to buffet. And I say, get thee behind me. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today and He's alive in my heart. And you can have the same experience in your life. Yes, you can. I'm not some special person. Goodness knows. Look at me. I'm nothing special. I'm a beautiful creation of God in His eyes, thank goodness. But God has made us what we are. And we are His people. And the sheep of His pasture. And let's not wander around like we're lost. But let's follow the leader. Following Him all the way to glory. Won't you come and join us today? There is room in this army. The formation is not full. And we need everybody. I will tell you, we need everybody. We need you in our fellowship. We need you working beside us. And we need you to help us preach and promote the kingdom of God to this lost world. So I ask you today, if you would just consider your soul. Consider where you're headed. Think about where you're going. I'd like to talk to you today a little bit. And um, I think so many could explain stories so much better than me. Um, But I will try to do this and use the Word of God. Uh, But I thought so much about, in that verse, the pride of life. And and I thought about pride. And I think, as Brother Gary preached last night and talked about the biggest thing that he felt like God really saved from him was himself. Mm -hmm. Saving him from himself. And I feel the same way. God removed all my sins, yes. Took out that carnal nature, yes. But save me from myself. I was going to destroy myself. But I think about pride that people have. And I'm not here to point fingers. You know where you stand. You know how you feel. 
Nope. You know what you have in your heart. I don't have to point that out. The Spirit of God will talk to you about that. But man today has a lot of pride. And has it gotten worse? I couldn't tell you. God only knows. But it ain't no different than it was, I think, in the old days. If you want to hear some stories, just go back to the Old Testament where you see it everywhere. Men thinking of themselves more highly than they ought to think. And Lord, help us not to be that way. If we're going to serve a risen Savior, we are going to have to humble ourselves down where we don't care about ourselves and we don't really worry about ourselves. Now, we don't take that out of context. I care about my health. I want to be healthy. I want to do what's right for my family. I don't just go about aloof. But I don't worry about what may happen to me. If God is, is bringing it on me, let me be like Job, Lord. Yeah. And let me just accept it and just praise you in the storm or praise you when it's sunny, no matter the road and no matter the weather. We can all go together worshiping the Lord together, no matter what is happening. I'm thankful for our great cloud of witnesses we have. And I want to tell you about a story about a man who was a great king, probably the greatest Babylonian king that existed. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And yeah. as a kid growing up, You hear a lot of stories about Nebuchadnezzar. The very first story I probably ever really remember came from the book of Daniel and maybe several of them. The three Hebrew children cast into the fiery furnace and Daniel in the lion's den. These are things you've heard all, well, if you've been around the Bible, all you've heard all your life. And I thought about uh, this great king, Nebuchadnezzar, and just want to give you a little background of what kind of a man this was before God worked with him. That's right. Nebuchadnezzar was a great king. Now, before he was king, he went around conquering other countries. And he went up to the Assyrians and conquered them and conquered Judah and brought them captive. We have songs we sing about that, don't we? Relating it to our life in the world and and our escape from Babylon, from the world of sin and going back to Canaan. But he went around conquering and his father passed and he became king. He was next in line. And so he went back to Babylon. And this man didn't like to go in and I don't think just destroy and wipe out cities, but he liked to take captives back with him. And he used it as cheap labor to build up his wonderful city. Magnificent city. It's ruins today and it's been destroyed, but it would be it would be a highlight of the world. It would be a wonder to go and see it if it was still around. He had hanging gardens coming down. He had done great things. Walls that were massive. And people with more technical knowledge could give you detail of that. And I won't go into that today. But he did great things with this city. Built it up. Had a wonderful city. This major fortress. And man, this man was full of pride. Full of pride. Because he did not have a relationship with the one true God. But they, the, the religion I've read of the Babylonians was they loved mysteries and secrecy. This was kind of their religion, and this is what they really thrived on. And so he had a group of wise men and yep. people that counseled him and yep. would interpret things for him. And as you read in the second chapter of Daniel, the king has a dream. Yes, he does. And he doesn't really understand this dream, and it says that he has forgotten the dream. And I wonder if maybe he was just withholding the dream to maybe really test these men and see if they really knew what he was talking about. That's just my theory. Word that I don't think tells us. But I just wonder, you wonder about a king like that, somebody thinking this prideful man that he was. And he has this dream. And the dreams, he says, I want my wise men. He called them in there. He said, I've had a dream. It's troubling me. I want you to interpret it. And they're like, well, tell us the dream. I don't remember. Well, they're like, 
Well, King, this is a rare thing you're asking us. I mean, you're going to ask us to interpret a dream? We don't even know what the dream was. And so he decided, if you can't interpret a dream, listen to this. I'm going to chop you up into pieces and turn your houses into dunghills. This is in the Word of God. This man had no respect to human life. Full of himself. In power. In control. How great was this man? And I will tell you today, brothers and sisters, as you read, if, this, if you can relate to this in your life and see this, take this warning to heed. In Proverbs, it tells us, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It's a promise of God. It may not even occur to you in this physical life. But if you go through this whole life with this pride in your heart and this barrier of sin that has separated you from the living God, and you fall on your knees at judgment seat because you will. It yes, is promised will. in the Word of God. Yes, you will. Whether you believe it or not, it yeah. will happen. It will. Yeah. And what will be the outcome when you fall on your knees before the eternal God, a temporary being, what will happen? Right. Sudden destruction comes yeah. upon you yeah. and a fall. Yeah. Lord, don't let that be your experience yeah. and your testimony for a lifetime of yeah. eternity. Right. God help us. God help us yeah. to realize the shortness and the, the small span of time we are here. Yeah. And the great existence of eternity yeah. that awaits us. Yeah. Let's not lose our focus. Let's keep looking to Jesus. Amen. The author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah. Praise God for that. Amen. It started with Him, Amen. and I'm going to end with Him. Amen. And I'm going through Amen. all the way. Yeah. That is my determination today. And this King... Thankfully, Daniel came in. God gave him the vision. He prayed about it because his life was on the line. He kind of stuck his neck out for all these men. Probably figuring, I'm going to die with them anyway because he was, he was in this council. And God gives him the answer to the dream. Woo, and if, it's not my subject today, but you want to read something good? Go read the second chapter of Daniel. Yeah. And read about a coming kingdom yes, whose power would never yes. fail yeah. and no man would be in charge of it because Jesus yes. Christ Himself yes. is leading this kingdom yes. and it was not a physical kingdom He was going to set up, but it's a kingdom of peace that is dwelling within, ever increasing in our souls and to this kingdom there is no end. No end to this kingdom. But if you go and, and um, the fourth chapter of Daniel... Yeah. Um, is where I want to read today some scripture. And Nebuchadnezzar has had another dream. Now, I thought about Daniel giving the interpretation of this dream of this. The head of this body that he saw was right. gold, and that represented Babylon at the time. Right. And then you have these other kingdoms that are going to be weaker, weaker, weaker as you go down. And then that stone cut from that rock yeah. right. is going to destroy it. Right. Talking about that eternal kingdom we were just re- we just spoke about. And I thought... Um, the king didn't see this come to pass. Right. This right. was something way down the yes. line. He right. was not really going to witness this. His life was not going to be that long. And so I got to thinking, you know, he's probably thinking, okay, great interpretation. Ooh, I'll just go on with my life like normal. Right. right. <laughs> and I haven't seen any effects of it. And what happened? Pride continued yes, to build yes, and to grow. Yeah. Pride in this man yeah. continued to elevate. Yeah. Oh, I'm great. Oh, look at me. Oh, look at the stuff I have built. Look at all that I have done. People, you could fall into a serious trap thinking that way. You may have nothing, 
and have all the pride in the world. Yeah. You don't have to have things to have pride. Right. You can just have the pride of life. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Aren't I something? Look how beautiful I am. Look yeah. how intelligent I am. All kind of things. Look at my degrees. I'm not saying these are bad things, but used in the wrong context, like anything else in this world, can be detrimental to your soul. Right. Right. So the king has had another dream. And this is the king's testimony. Nebuchadnezzar. So he asked his his astrologers, his magicians, and all those to come in, interpret the dream. They couldn't do it. They didn't have the power. But at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him I told the dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, and no secret troubleth thee, Tell me the visions of my dream that I, may, I have seen and the interpretation thereof. <clears throat> Thus were the visions of mine head in my bed. I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven. Imagine this in your mind. And the sight thereof to the end of all the earth a tree so tall, reaching the heavens, visible by the entire earth. Yeah. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all. <coughs> the beast of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, yes. and all flesh was fed of it. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher. And the Holy One came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Hew down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves, and scatter his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. I could get some water. I might start coughing. I don't want to interrupt y'all. Nevertheless, Leave the stump of his roots in the earth and with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field. And let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let his portion be with the beasts and the grass of the earth. And let his heart be changed from man's and let a beast heart be given unto him. Yes. And let seven times pass over him. And this was the dream that the king had. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men listen who's in control and who has power (coughs) and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basest of men the most simplest of men God is in control. And God knows what He is doing. Why would we ever lift ourselves up so high and make ourselves seem so great when God, thank you, is the ruler of it all and in control of it all? Yes, He is. We
thank God we have been escaped from Babylon. Yeah. Given the ability to come out, the the highway is there. Yeah. Are you going to get on it? Yeah. Is the question. And then the the king asked Daniel to make known the interpretation. And then Daniel, 8, 19th verse says, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for one hour. And his thoughts troubled him. And I'll give you my opinion. I don't think Daniel was trying to figure out what the interpretation was. I think Daniel got the interpretation immediately from God. That's my opinion. And why was he astonished for one hour? This is a, this is a high and mighty king. I'm getting ready to tell him about the fall of him and his kingdom. Right. This is going to happen to him. Right. <laughs> this pride is going to cut him down. Yeah. And what is this king going to do to me? Right. When I tell him. And I thought this week, when we need to tell someone about the gospel of Jesus Christ, are we going to be influenced by man? Listen, are we going to preach the gospel? Yeah. We have a choice. Right. There may be consequences. Right. We may be caught cast into prison. We may die preaching the gospel of Christ. It's happened right. before. Yes, it, it could happen again. Yeah. Yeah. You may be persecuted. Yes. Listen. Made fun of. Mm-hmm. Talked about. Right. Yeah. Called crazy. Oh, yeah. right. All kind of things. Yeah. What's more important? Right. A short span here of persecution and maybe some abuse for an eternity of glory and praise with Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. What else is worth it? Yes. I'm not going to tell that guy. He's homeless. He smells. I'm not going to go tell them. They're not my type of people. They're a different color. Whatever it may be. Let's not discriminate. Every man, woman, child in this world needs to hear about the one true way to heaven. Can we be the people? God help us us to be the people. I love Scott's testimony. I can see that one chord of us all bound together fighting for the kingdom and the growth of this kingdom amongst people throughout this world. God help us. We have more tools today to reach more people today than we ever have. And God help us to use these tools for the, pers- the pursuit of men's souls. Why do we do this? Because knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And so we persuade you today before terror comes, before judgment comes for you. And you kneel down at God's mercy, which won't be mercy anymore. That mercy seat switches over yes. to the judgment seat yes. and there's no more chances. Right. It's done. Right. Don't let it come to you right. or your children or any of your people, your acquaintances, your people that work. Tell them about what Jesus has done for you. Yes. You don't have to be in someone's face and all aggressive, but there's a way to do it. Let God lead you. Pray about it. Yeah. Say, God, help me to share my testimony yeah. with more people. And God will give you the opportunity. And then you just step out on that faith and do it. And if they make fun of you or they don't ask you to go to lunch with you anymore, 
Who cares? Yes. You're doing the work of God. We should be busy about our Father's business and not my own business. More worried about my treasure in heaven than my treasure maybe in my wallet. God, help me to separate that and to focus on what is really important. And God is calling us to do that as a church and a body of Christ. And I just want to be here to help and support and do whatever I can for the glory of God's kingdom. Not for my own. I don't want pride in my life. It will destroy me. Just like it did, almost did this king. Well, it did. But God was merciful. God was merciful. Daniel interpreted the dream, told the king, this is you. And this is you that is going to fall down. And this is you that will be out in the field seven years like a beast. Do on your back. But God gave the promise, didn't He? He didn't whack. He didn't uproot the tree. He sliced it off and left a portion. And He promised to restore it to Nebuchadnezzar if he would turn back and follow Him and cut down that pride. And thank God for His mercy for this man. I thought about Nebuchadnezzar. I thought about Daniel too. When he gave the message to Nebuchadnezzar, he he had such a great respect. And Nebuchadnezzar told him, don't worry about it, Daniel, what you got to tell me. The king was comforting Daniel. (laughs) Just tell me what you got to tell me. And Daniel stepped out on that faith and told him, and then I thought how the king told him. Um, he, well, let me get back to let me get back to a verse. I want to read. I got ahead of myself. In the twenty seventh verse, he gives the king all this uh, that's going to happen to him, and Daniel gives him some very wise counsel, just like we do to people today that we see going down a path of destruction. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. And break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. And so he pleaded with the king, King, turn now. Repent now. Hew down your own pride. And and see if maybe God will have mercy and not cause this to come to pass. And the king, listen to what it says. At the end of 12 months, Right. Yeah. A year went by. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably thinking, yeah, okay, great interpretation. Next. Moving on. Yeah. I'm still building great things. <clears throat> yeah. At the end of 12 months, he walked yeah. into the palace of the kingdom yeah. of Babylon. Yeah. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon yeah. that I have built for the house of kingdoms by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Asking a question. Look at me, people. Yeah. And I do a great job. Look at me. Look what I got. Look at all this stuff. I'm wonderful. And while the word was in the king's right. mouth, yeah. there fell a voice from heaven saying, right. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed right. from yeah. thee. Yeah. That very same hour, right. this man was out in the field, right. eating grass like a cow would. This is what God can do. You don't play with God. He's in control and He holds all the power. And you either go against Him or you go for Him. It's as clear as that. There's no in-between. There's no, well, today I'm for God, but tomorrow I want to do this own thing on my own self, and so I'm not. It don't work that way with our Lord. And this Nebuchadnezzar says the hairs of him were grown like eagle's feathers and nails like bird's claws. I mean, this... This was the magnificent, probably finely manicured, great king of Babylon. And all the world knew about it, I guarantee you. All the world saw the fall of it. 
and listen to what he says, his testimony. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. One day I'll be gone. Yes. But the gospel and the kingdom of God continues to go. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? At the same time, my reason return unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and my brightness return unto me. And my counselors and my Lord sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto me. And now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven and all whose works are truth and His ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, He is able to abase. This is a promise for you and me today. Yeah, it is. We have pride in our heart. Yeah. If we have built ourselves up so magnificently right. yeah. that we are so great and that pride has severed a relationship with God or never had allowed one to be established, yeah. He can abase the pride. Yes, He can. God can do that. God can help you. Can God change situations? Yes. Oh, praise yes. God. Yes, He can. Yes. He can change entire Absolutely. family complexes. Yes. Yeah. God can change anything. Absolutely. He can certainly change your heart. Yes. From a heart that is full of pride oh, yeah. into a heart that is full of yeah. love and yeah. joy and peace. Amen. And you'll be bearing the fruits of the Spirit instead of the awful Amen. fruits of sin. Yeah. Yes. I don't even want to even, I mean, like saying it. <clears throat> I just love my Lord today. I thought about uh, one other thing. Um, <clears throat> I thought about too in, in the New Testament, it tells us. Um, but let me read it one other place. Try not to take too long. I'm sorry. No one got out, so. <laughs> but I thought about um, I, the scripture that says, "And let us be clothed with humility." Yeah. Yes, that's right. But it's God that has made us, not we ourselves. Right. God is Almighty. Right. Let us be clothed with humility. God giveth grace to the humble. He resisteth the proud. Yeah, he does. This is the way God works. You don't come to God and say, "Oh God," like the two men Jesus talked about in the parable. Oh, look at me, Lord! I do my alms. I do what I'm supposed to. I live according to the law. I'm not like that guy back there. Right. Right. God resisteth that all the day long. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at due time. The promises of God were never known to fail, and they will never fail you. I thought about what Jesus said in the 23rd chapter of Matthew. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are said unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gather her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. You resist God. Don't resist Him. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
folks, don't let it be too late. Yeah. Let's do what it tells us in first. Uh, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles chapter eight. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, this is conversion. Repent, people. Convert. Make a turn. Come back to God. He will honor it. He will meet you way more than halfway and bring you back in. Then will I hear... This is God. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. And I just ask you today, who has sin in their heart that needs healing? That needs forgiving? Listen. Yes. Whose heart and soul needs healing? Will you not resist Him? God has promised, draw nigh unto Him. And He will draw nigh to you. A promise of God sent for each and every one of us. If we will just meet the condition. Can you cut down your own pride? Or is God going to have to cut down your pride? Can you cut it down? Can you chop it off? I would rather you just uproot it and burn it and get rid of it. Yeah. Because it will hinder you. Yes, right. it will. God help us to fight together yeah. in this army for the good and this holy calling yes. and that we would ever pursue this eternal kingdom that we are headed to. Yeah. If you don't know what it feels like to have your sins forgiven, maybe you're in a converted state. I don't know your testimony. God can reveal these things to you by His Spirit. If you're in a converted state, you've gotten things forgiven with God. He's cleansed you of your sin. But you haven't heard about this holiness in a man's life that he can have. Sounds impossible, doesn't it? Have you ever had anybody in the world tell you that's impossible? There's no way a man can live that way. And they're partly right. That's right. Partly right. I can't. I, under my own power, cannot live that way. Right. That's right. But there is no way a holy God would call and have a sinful people as His people. Right. Right. This would not work. He has called us into holiness. And so He says, "Be holy, even as I am holy." And so we have to be holy. And what other kind of spirit would we get? That comes from God. When the Spirit of God comes down, what kind of spirit is it? It's the Holy Spirit. But that sin can't be there. It will reject the Holy Spirit. It will not enter. Get rid of the sin. Get the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Get your eternity purchased. And you got your ticket to heaven. And live it every day. I love each and every one of you. As the congregation stands, if any feel the need, we invite you to come down yes, yes, and pray at our altars. We'd love to pray with you, whether you, whether you just have a problem or need salvation. We're here to pray.